0: Hi, I'm Rev. Norm Bouchard, Senior Minister of Center for Spiritual Living here in Colorado Springs. Welcome to our service. Thank you for being a part of our online community. We're excited to share with you today's service and we invite you to let others know about our service as well and the inspiration that it brings in your life. You are joining with hundreds of other people from all around the world who gather virtually to be a part of our community. So I invite you to sit back open up your heart, and enjoy our service. I'll be back with you at the end of our service to share with you other ways to uplift and create the best life yet. Enjoy our service. Good morning, everybody. It's been quite a week, has it not? So our topic today is In Difficulty Lies Opportunity. You need to know we choose these uh, topics about three months in advance, and so we do. In, in order for us to, uh, to, to get it out to everybody that we need to get out to. So I just found it fascinating when uh, this week I looked at the topic and I'm like, isn't that interesting? <laughs> that In the midst of all the stuff that's going on, there is an opportunity for us to show up very powerfully and very differently. And particularly, we're going to look this morning in a couple areas where, where that really uh, begins to vibrate as we begin to look at what's going on on the planet. So sometimes you face difficulties because you're doing something wrong, but because you're now, oftentimes you're doing something right. So difficulties are very interesting things because they force us to look at something differently, and that's really where opportunity lies—is in that midst between those two combinations. So oftentimes in difficulty, uh, we can do something like uh, drop everything and run. Or we can look at things in a different sort of way and what we can do to shift and change that mentality. Because what difficulties are meant to do is to rouse, not discourage. It's important because we oftentimes are looking at panic and we're looking at fear and we're looking, we just drive this thing to sort of fix it. And really in the midst of it, there's something that the human spirit wants to do in order to grow strong and to grow powerful. Nothing could be more important as we begin to look at what's going on with the coronavirus and as we begin to look at all the fear that is happening in the planet and all the fear that we're buying into in the process. Winston Churchill once said that uh, difficulties um, mastered our opportunities won. There's something that is happening in the midst of this that's inviting us to step up, to step up in consciousness. We got to do some practical things, but the consciousness is what I want to address this morning. And I'm also going to um, talk about the practicalness of all that as well. So it's interesting when we move into fear and we move into judgment and we move into all those dynamics, people really go on a tirade. I love what uh, Bishop Gene Robinson said, it says, it's funny, isn't it? That you can preach a judgmental and vengeful and angry God and nobody will mind. But you start preaching a God that is too accepting, too loving, too forgiving, and too merciful, and too kind, and you get in trouble, which he's gotten in trouble for, for being too kind, too opening those pieces. So what's really important in the midst of difficulties is to understand that we are called to be kind. We're called to be loving. We're called to find different ways in order to communicate in who we are. Because there's no rule that says you have to have everything figured out right now. Every step is a step forward. And in these types of crises that we are going through, we have never really had to face a Pandora like this ever before in my time frame. So, there's a big panic thing going on around all of this, and really, what we can do is drive ourselves crazy with that, with all what the media is saying and over and over and over and over again, there's there's only so many times we can say, wash your hands. Your mama told you this a long time ago. Mama was right. And then we have to stop all the fear, and we have to shift the consciousness of the planet. Because what I know is that when you are in fear, your immune system doesn't work well. I know this as someone who's walking with cancer. What I know is, if you are in fear, the cancer grows, and you don't do well. I sit with other folks in that room getting chemo, and those that buy into fear don't do well, because it causes our immune system to go down. So you and I have a responsibility as religious scientists to understand that we need to do practical things, but we need to raise our consciousness that this is an opportunity to do that. So there's three areas we're going to look at this morning in order to help us do that. First, we're going to examine the fear factor and what fear really does. And then we're going to look at some opportunities of what we could do with fear. Secondly, what I know is it's never too late for an opportunity. And I believe that no matter what the difficulty is, there is an opportunity in it, globally and individually that there is an amazing opportunity that's waiting to happen. And last but not least, in order for us to do that, we need to wake up to opportunities as well. Who would have ever thought that the first thing that happens in a situation like this is that the toilet paper goes? I have never seen anything like it. I went into Costco, and I could not believe what was going on. People stealing toilet paper out of the people's carts while they were turned around. All this little dynamic. So yesterday I walked in and I went to Sam's Club and I was going there just to pick up one thing and I walk in and the gentleman says to me, hey, one of the salesmen, hey. I'm like, hi. He goes, hey, there's a truckload of toilet paper that just came oh and paper towels. <laughs> and if you make a beeline for it right now, you can get it. So what do you think I'd, I'm running down the aisle. <laughs> I get there, there's a line of people and they're just tossing in the toilet paper and tossing in the paper towels. Now, here's what's interesting. It's not about the toilet paper. It's about our fear. It's about our fear of not enoughness and our fear around what is being pumped up. What I can tell you is fear never heals. If you want a healing to go on with what we are, ha- what is happening to us at this moment with this virus, besides some practical things which I'll go through. The other part of healing is we got to get rid of this fear. People hoarding. People taking things. And you know who's being affected by all this is the minimum wage and, po- and the people who are poor. Yeah. See, they can't afford to hoard like we do, right. to go to a Costco. You know? And so the key in all of this is there is an opportunity to remove fear. So there's two points I want to make today with this fear. Read this with me. Wash your hands and wash your mind. It's a combination. It's a combination. When two or three people gather together in a frequency of love and transformation, it affects everything. We cannot buy into fear. Fear has never worked. Fear causes the shelves to be empty. When there's enough to go around. There's enough to go around. And then there's a whole black market that's going on of people now selling hand sanitizer and toilet paper online for three times the price. Now, come on, people. We're better than this. We're better than this fear. Nothing in life is to be feared. It is only to be understood. Now is the time to understand more so that we can be fearless. So I had an opportunity as a minister, uh, we got an opportunity to be on the phone conversation with the governor, speaking to faith communities about how we can be part of the solution. And unfortunately, there were so many ministers that tried to get on that nobody could get on, there was this horrible echoing thing. But I got a summary of the talk, which was really key. And the first thing the governor Polis said was, stop the fear. That's the first instructions he gave the minister, stop the fear. Now, people who self-fear on a normal basis are going to have challenge with this. But he said, stop the fear. He said, we can do this together. We can do this together. So here are our guidelines for CSLCS here in Colorado Springs, based on what Governor Polis has asked us to do. And I, I just think it's important that we do it. Teach, first of all, and practice science mind principles. There is nothing in our principles that says to hoard, to be fearful, and to injure other people. There's nothing in our teachings that says that. Everything opposite of that is what our teachings teach. Divine clarity. Because we know that what we think Echoes back and comes back to us. So, the more we buy into the fear dynamic of what is going on, the more fear we're going to get back. In fact, we're going to attract people who will agree with us. Our responsibility is to vibrate a high consciousness, knowing that we will get through this together yes. and that the solution is already at hand, listening for it. Secondly, encourage people who are unwell concerned with their well-being or in a vulnerable population to stay at home. Obviously that has happened this morning. So people who are vulnerable. People are vulnerable, Uh, it varies. If you're in the federal government, it's, um, you know, the age, 60. If you're in Colorado, it's 65, because we're much younger here in Colorado, (laughs) so 65. It's the piece that if you're feeling vulnerable to home. And, and so you're watching us online today, I applaud you for, for making that decision for what feels comfortable to you. For what feels comfortable to you. Secondly, follow all the recommendations of the Center for Disease Control. I'm gonna go through a couple of them because I think they're important. First of all, eliminate non-essential touching. Now we are a very touchy community. And so this is gonna be a challenge for us uh, because we keep hugging everybody. <laughs> And I have been working with uh, asking the welcome team not to hug new people because they want to run out the door. So what I'm asking us to do is to, to stop the hugging because it doesn't help. It, doesn't, it helps spread the disease. So, so as touchy as we normally are, keep your hands to yourself. My mother said that to me too, keep your hands to yourself. You know, keep your hands to yourself. And and do namaste. Namaste. I'm going to read you a wonderful little quote when I'm done these guidelines that I think says it very powerfully. Wash your hands often at least for 20 seconds. So let's practice. Uh, There's a song that will help you know if you do 20 seconds. Ready? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear me. Happy birthday to you. Very good. You just watch for 20 seconds. Make sure you're scrubbing and doing all those little wonderful things. Um, Take your bulletin with you now that you have touched it. Take your bulletin with you. Okay. Secondly, cease hugging. I want to teach you a virtual hug, so do a virtual hug with me. Just like that. Sending namaste and a virtual hug. So on our way out today, I'm not going to greet you. Um, But but when you leave today, just give each other a virtual hug. Keep your distance, keep the virtual hug. We will cease holding hands during the peace song today, just so because we know uh, how the germ is being spread. So Ernest Holmes always said, treat and use your feet. And what he meant by that is, you have to have a consciousness, but you also have to be rooted in reality. That you have to be able to do the the things that science and, and health wants us to do. And Ernest Holmes was obsessed with both of those pieces and combined them beautifully. Um, All of our classes are online. So if you're quarantined at home, guess what? Our virtual classes are available all the time now. All the time. So you can just click on those and use the opportunity to, to wash your hands and wash your mind. Very good. And uh, and so we have a new class coming up, which is Journey of Souls. You're welcome to be in the classroom with us, um, or you can join us simply online. So just know those are to them. If you feel any type of illness, stay home. We love you, but we don't love you that much. Okay, so join us online. And uh, we don't know how this is all going to unfold, so this Sunday we're able to gather this way. If we're not able to gather, we just know that we're going to have that service up there for you on Sunday morning. We will gather, those of us who put the service together, and we will do this uh, beautifully. Secondly, there's lots of boxes of Kleenex all over the place. Use a Kleenex and don't uh, leave them behind uh, because we don't want to have to pick them up. So there's a wonderful quote that I think is really, really beautiful that sort of summarizes all of this. Every hand that we don't shake must become a phone call that we place. Every embrace that we avoid must become a verbal expression of warmth and concern. Every inch and every foot that we physically place between ourselves and another must become a thought as how we might be able to help each other should the need arise. That's what our recipe is. That's what our healthiness looks like. Yeah, it's good stuff. Fear is an idea, crippling experience, crushing success, stalling inhibitors, inflicted only by yourself. So, we have an opportunity to be more in our homes. And they've canceled all the sports events, so I don't know what those sports people who make up all the stuff when they're talking about the stuff that's already happened in the sport, I don't know what they're going to be doing with themselves. But I know that you and I have an opportunity to fill ourselves with beautiful movies, to fill our minds with our classes, to do all kinds of things that, like a spiritual retreat that we can do in our home. So I'm gonna invite you to be informed, but every so often, shut that TV off. Listen to your heart, be still and know. So this morning when I got up, uh, I would do my meditation, uh, and it's beautiful, and there's a beautiful channel called Soundscapes if you have cable TV. It's wonderful music, and I use that for my meditation every morning. It was just such a beautiful, peaceful thing this morning, just getting up and centering myself instead of buying into my own fear. So let me tell you what some of my fears are. When all this happened, my first fear was, Oh, my God, what's going to happen to the collection? I did. I thought that. I thought, What's going to happen? And then I read this wonderful story by Emma Curtis Hopkins, who talked about a minister who was forced to close his community for three months and he was fearful. And so he, when he came back, he was worried that nobody would show up. And to his surprise, everybody showed up and they made up all the money that they needed in that three month period. And now every year that community has the tradition of closing down for three months every year during the summer for vacation because financially, they have the flow going. I tell us that story because it's important for us to allow the flow to happen even, in the, even when the market looks terrible. I've been old enough to know the market's been terrible before. I'm also smart enough to know that I was in the business world that you're in the market for the long haul. It will come back. So don't buy into the fear. And here's the other thing that's really important in this, and then I'll get off my soapbox. If you do not believe that money is not energy, then you are not paying attention. Because the minute the fear of all of this happened, what happened to the money? Because money is nothing but energy. And when we we buy into fear and when we pull back, the market pulls back as well. It will pull out devastatingly. But when we remember that we're in charge of the energy, a whole different dynamic can happen. That's what I'm inviting us to as a community, whether you're watching us online or whether you're here in person. Fears are nothing more than a a state of mind. I say it's a waste of mind. Our founder, Dr. Nurse Holmes, said it this way. It was never intended that we should go through life filled with fear doubt and uncertainty. But unless we do live without fear today, we shall dread tomorrow. Those who live in dread of tomorrow generally live in the morbid thought of what happened yesterday, which is don't stop thinking about tomorrow, what we sang, just, just so Ernie, you know, they stole Ernie's words. Yeah. The present day in which they live is robbed of all the peace and joy and becomes a torture chamber sandwiched between yesterday and tomorrow. That's what fear does. Fear leaves us either stepping in yesterday or anticipating what's gonna happen. In the meantime, we're missing the present moment of kindness. So yesterday when I got my toilet paper and uh, paper towels at Sam's, I came around the corner and here's what happened. Where did you get that? I said, well, there's a whole truckload that just came in. A beeline for it meant to run it. And then I'm going around and all the meat was gone. All the meat was gone. I'm standing there looking at it I'm like, wow. Wow. How are we going to eat all that? How are we going to eat all that? Fear. That whole driven fear that we have in our own minds. Life shrinks or expands proportion to one's courage and one's concept of fear. Key component. Do the thing we fear... And the death of fear is certain. Emerson, when we move out of fear, we create a whole death that causes a life. In a couple weeks, we will be celebrating a thing called the Paschal Mystery in the Christian tradition. Life, death, resurrection. My friends, right now, we're in the death period. But there's a resurrection coming. And we have to know it and believe it. That's what we need to think in our minds. The fears we don't face become our limits in our homes. Not enough toilet paper. Not enough meat. Not enough, not enough, not enough. So we create it. If we can create it, we can uncreate it with the same thought in a different direction. Fear is the brain's way of saying that there is something important for you to overcome. It's an invitation. Another quote by the same paragraph in Ernest Holmes, because you know, our founder, Dr. Ernest Holmes, paragraphs are different than regular paragraphs, they, <laughs> and they don't seem to have any periods or commas in them. So, so this is part of the same thing. and I had to divide it in two slides, because it's good stuff. It's really meaty stuff. "Yesterday is forever past. We cannot relive it. The way to get rid of fear through the cult is through the cultivation of faith. A faith founded in the thought that God is all there is. If we learn to see God in people, in circumstances, in situations, in the coronavirus, we shall find God. Seek and you shall find. The divine spirit is in every person. And the movement of the law of good is in all human events. We alone block our good and we alone reaffirm it. We alone can readjust our lives to a new way of thinking until all the patterns of thought are changed, and then the outcome will change. That's our spiritual responsibility in this physical plane right now. We get to rearrange thought. We get to rearrange the way we're talking and thinking about it. (laughs) Secondly, it's never too late for an opportunity. Never. Don't you wish you were like her? Yeah, all right. We share this story with you. The creator created people and gave them words. The creator created people and gave them words for communication and thinking settling them in a fertile valley at the foot of a mountain, and gave them longevity and started to observe how they will aspire to development. The time has passed, but the people did not develop. They did not go beyond their village and did not climb up the mountains. Their eyes did not look up at the sky and did not look into their heart. So they became old. The creator decided to find out what was the matter. So he became a man and came to them as a traveler. Before sunset, people gathered in the square to talk with the traveler. He described them as a life beyond the horizon and suggested to them, ''Do you want me to lead you there so you can see how people live in other places?'' ''Oh,'' they answered sadly, ''it's too late. We've become too old. ''Well, then come with me to the mountain at the top and look at the world from the top view.'' Oh, they despise. It's too late. We have no energy. So the wise man said, Well, look at the sky, the traveler said to them, and I will tell you about the life of the kingdom of heaven. And they answered again, It's too late. Our minds will not understand your story. The traveler became sad, and he decided to cheer people. Let us sing a song, he said and was going to sing first. But the people noticed that the sun went down. Oh no, it's too late, they said. It's time to sleep. And they went into their huts. And the travelers shouted to them, people, when life is continuous and infinite, it's not too late for any achievements. But they did not turn back. Then the creator told himself, I will take away all the world of limitation from people. Things like late and not, impossible, far, high, and hard. I won't understand. And instead, I will place in their hearts the joy of infinity. Maybe they will perceive my law that nothing is late because there is no end, there is only a beginning. He did so and waited for the morning and asked this question. Will the people change and will they go with him to the mountains? We have infinity in our hearts. That's what we've been given. And what I know is it's never too late for opportunity. Even in the midst of crisis. Even in the midst of a virus, there is an infinity in our heart that knows that it will pass. There's an infinity in our hearts that knows it will all be well. But we have to let go of old thinking. Old ways won't open new doors. Neither will fear or panic. Neither one of them will open the door an opportunity. It's amazing what the people in Italy are doing in the evening. Have you heard about this? Yeah. They're opening up their windows and what are they doing? They're singing. Imagine that in America. Yeah, you all laugh. Opening our doors and singing because even in the midst of their struggle of what's going on there, they sing. Your opportunity and mine is to sing. To sing kindness in the grocery store instead of stealing from carts. To sing kindness and looking lovingly Upon people. Looking for opportunities to deliver groceries to folks who can't get out. Letting go of old thinking and looking for opportunity, because it's never too late to be what you might have been. We have been put here in the midst of this crisis, we're a part of it. We don't have to buy into it, we can recreate it. We can do what's wise, but we can do it with love and kindness. Leave who you were, love who you are, and look forward to who you will become. This is not going to sink us. It's going to make us better. It is never too late to be what you might have been because everything you need will come to you at a perfect time, even toilet paper. (laughs) The way to do it is to move forward Thinking only about your dream and never about what you do not want. Why let go of yesterday? Because yesterday has already let go of you. Let go of this story. Let go of the fear. Breathe in confidence. Breathe in healing. Breathe in a divine knowing that all will be well. To the extent that we abandon love, our founder says, We will feel that it has abandoned us. Deny love is our only problem, and embracing it is the only answer. Through the power of love, we can let go of past history and begin again. Because love heals, love forgives, and love makes us whole. If we ever doubted that we are not connected together as one on this planet, you are asleep. We cause effect in everything we do, everything we touch, everything we sense or know because we're all connected. We're knowing it in a painful way. We could know it in a glorious way as well. All we need to do is start it. Last but not least, we have to wake up to opportunities, but we have to do it step by step. With what we know. One day, a small gap appeared in the cocoon through which the butterfly was beginning to appear. A little boy who accidentally passed by stopped and watched how the butterfly was trying to get out of the cocoon. It took a long time. The butterfly was trying very, very hard, and the gap was very little as it was before. It seemed that the power would leave the butterfly soon. The boy decided to help the butterfly. He took a pen knife and cut the cocoon. The butterfly immediately got out, but its body was weak and feeble and the wings barely moving. The boy continued to watch the butterfly, thinking now that its wings would spread and that it would fly. However, it did not happen. The rest of its life, the butterfly had to drag its weak body and wings that would not spread. It was unable to fly because the boy did not realize that an effort to enter through the narrow gap of the cocoon was necessary for the butterfly so that the life-giving fluid would move forth from the body to the butterfly's wings so that the butterfly could fly. Life forced the butterfly to leave its shell hardly so that it would become stronger and would be able to grow and develop. If we were allowed to live without meeting difficulty, we would not be viable. Life gives us challenges in order to allow fluid to get into our wings. What is perceived as a difficulty in this virus is causing us to grow in so many other areas. If we can see it. If we can open our eyes to it. If we can understand that we need to wake up through opportunities through the craziest little passageways like a virus that is causing us and calling us to be so much more than the virus. You are confined only by the walls you build yourself, only by the fear that we put up, only by the messages that we continue to tell ourselves. I love this quote. I don't know where it comes from. I don't want to get to the end of my life and find out. I just live the length of it. I want to live the width and the depth of it as well. And it happens through difficulties. That's where opportunities lie. I don't know about you, but I get so comfortable. No growth ever happens there. And then something comes along that shakes your world. And if you look back at your life, those are the critical points where transformation happened, where a change in thought happened, where a change in your career happened, or a change in the way you deal with people happened. Act as if what you do makes a difference, because it does. We're learning it from the negative side. We can learn it from the positive side. We know the effect when we don't wash our hands now, when mama told you to do so when you were a little kid. We know there's an effect to everything that we do and that it spreads. As this virus spreads, may we spread love. May we spread the virus of love and consciousness. Miguel Ruiz wrote, Action is by living fully. Inaction is the way we deny life. Inaction is sitting in front of the television every day for years because you are afraid to be alive and to take the risk of expressing who you are. Expressing what you are is taking action. We can take action. This week... Turn off the TV. You can get your education in other ways. Don't breathe in the fear factor. Breathe in the consciousness of life, the expansiveness of life. It's never too late for an opportunity in the midst of crisis. In fact, in the midst of crisis is where it's gonna pop up and where it's going to happen. Remember that infinity has been placed into our hearts. We're to feel it and know it and express it. And last but not least, wake up to the opportunity that has been put before us. Just like a crisis can change our world and cause fear, a crisis can bring it together as one. Pray with me. So just listen to this chord of music. It is the vibrational frequency of God. It is the beauty that says, Come, sit by me and breathe. So breathe. Let go of fear. That divine power we call God is filled with peace, divine knowingness, transformation. And so this day we simply breathe in that divine energy of peacefulness, of powerfulness, I know I am one with this divine energy, this divine vibration that is vibrating all over the planet, calling us together as one. I know each and every person in this space, those who are with us energetically in our virtual audience. The entire world, we are affecting each other. I call in the effectiveness of love, of healing, Of wholeness and so this day I know and claim that we release all fear that we step into the power of who we are we step into the power that there is enough we step into the power that we can break bread and share with others that is what I claim for us this day that is what I claim for our world I also claim there is a divine healing going on The transformation of this virus is happening at this very moment. We feel its frequency and we stay there knowing that is the truth. We know the perfect people are stepping forward, the perfect doctors, the perfect health. All those who are healing arms of the divine step forward and say yes. I claim and know that for our world. I claim and know for our world that we remove all fear and we begin to build bridges. We let go of anything that says there is not enough. We allow money to flow. We allow all of it to take its place. What a joy it is to see this world connected together as one, one healing energy. One power, one source. One place where we can find peace with each other. Join virtually, mentally, hand in hand. Heart to heart. Embracing this divine peace. That is what I claim for our world this week. That is what I claim for us. What I know is we go forth from this place carrying this sanctuary in our hearts. Vibrating that frequency in all that we do. And I know that those who are confined in their homes, those who are experiencing this virus, they feel the healing presence of spirit at this moment. Let us send them healing and love right now. And so we breathe in that healing energy. I say thank you spirit for this awareness. Thank you for these principles that call us to let go of fear and move toward faith. Thank you, Spirit, that we are a powerful community that steps up together doing exactly what we need to do. I bless and give gratitude for all government officials, for the CDC, for all those who are involved in any sense of healing. I say thank you, Spirit. So I simply release this prayer this morning knowing that what I have spoken is vibrating, activating, and sending this healing love throughout the world. Thank you, Spirit, for the power we possess. I simply release this unto the universal law because I know the minute I have spoken this, manifestation is happening. The expression of it is absolutely bursting forth into the world. I let it go and allow it to be. And with one voice, we sing and affirm together. I am the place where God lives Knows and breathes and has its feet I am the place where God shows up I am the place where God And so it is. It's the time in our service where we get to circulate our good. We allow that prosperity to simply flow. So I invite you to take your time and your gift in your hand, place it over your heart. And I invite those online who are watching us today to let that prosperity flow. There's a donate button right there on the website where you are absolutely watching and engaging in this service. And also on the bottom of the screen today, there is an address. So if you don't want to give us that way, you can give through a check. There's an address that's being addressed there as well. So let us bless this prosperity together as we pray. I joyfully celebrate the flow of God through me. I am grateful for receiving and giving to my spiritual community. I give thanks, always knowing God is my source. And so it is. I hope you enjoyed our service and the message today. Thank you for attending today. We here at Center for Spiritual Living have a big, hairy, audacious goal, and it's to bring inspiration and positivity and to be the change we want to see in the world. But we need your help. By clicking on the donate button, your donation today, will help empower us to take these powerful principles that have changed so many lives out into the world. Imagine living your best life without guilt or fear or hell or damnation. What if you knew that you are perfect just the way you are? You are filled with such goodness. What we know is that you have a spirit in you expressing itself uniquely as you, That's a message that our world so needs to hear at this time. I thank you for your donation. I also encourage you to check out some of our life courses here on the website. These incredible courses will give you the tools that you need to transform and continue to grow spiritually. You can do these courses at your own pace and you'll be joining with hundreds of others who have said yes to expanding their lives. Thank you for being with us today. We look forward to your next visit with us.